0: can't touch this can't touch this
1: can't touch this can't touch this my 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 this. music hit me so hard makes me say oh my lord thank you for blessing me when i mind to run and keep high to feel good when well, you know you're down old... welcome to stop Homer Time, it's a podcast within a podcast, which is the Overdue Podcast, which is about the books you mean reading? read. My name is Craig. <laughs> My name is Andrew. And this is, to slow that down, because I am the micro-machine yeah, like, man.
0: I, you can't say it all in one syllable, no matter how hard you try to do that.
1: Wait, three, two, one. <laughs> that was like a syllable and a half, sorry. That's
0: good, no, that was beautiful.
1: Uh, this is Stop Homer Time. It is the show that we have been doing monthly going through emily wilson's translation of homer's the odyssey uh i looked at the cover of my copy and i have taken the book jacket off so it's just a book (laughs) this is possible this is the most
0: critically acclaimed podcast based on emily wilson's version of the odyssey (laughs) that i am aware of personally
1: i think you're right i think you're right about that Mm -hmm. so we are going through uh this uh text two books at a time and we are on books 12 and 13 how's it feel
0: to be past the halfway point
1: it feels pretty good like we feels pretty good we'll we'll talk about it this episode like we're i think the thing that surprised me was that we're only halfway through there's a little bit of a like it's coming to a close that starts to creep in during book 13 and we are only halfway through so yeah i
0: know that And I think this might be this might be how the popular perception of the Odyssey is, too. But in my brain, the like Odysseus traveling and going through all his trials part feels like more of the book than it is. And we talked a little bit about this last time because we both just are. We're a little bit surprised at how some of the major episodes just like breeze (laughs) on by. And then they're like a bunch of people die. Couple people get oily. We dump some wine on the floor, and then we're done. Like, yeah. It's well, not so a big do you want to hit me with but,
1: a quick recap of where we are up to this point? Like what recently just happened that we might need to know? Andrew. Okay. So,
0: so in books, books ten and eleven were big travel books. Big books for a lot of his men. Odysseus's men dying. Yes. Now we are aware that he is in Phaeacia alone mm-hmm. with no with zero boys to his name. <laughs> no boys. But in the flashback he still has some boys. Correct. And so the question is just like what monster or like bad planning is going to be the cause of death for all these boys. Sure. Um, so what what did we get in the in the last couple like of books? we have like the the giants like throwing the rocks on the ships and destroying yeah. them? I think we got to Cersei's Island and she turned some of them into pigs, but then it was cool and they just sat and they one ate of meat them, and wine for a one of them died year. from
1: being too drunk and falling.
0: Now that was I was gonna get to that so okay. a little bit later, but like Odysseus was like well you know this has been good this has been fun like I've been making love to a goddess and eating meat and drinking wine Mm -hmm. it's like pretty much goals I think (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's time to go home it's time for me to go home and she says go to hell yeah, basically, what he has to do is he has to go to Hades and he has to talk to some people and like just figure out what he needs to do to get home. Yes. And on the way to Hades, they leave in such a hurry that one guy, just he in his drunkenness, like falls out of a bed or off a roof or something and just breaks his neck and dies. Yep. They go down to Hades. They make this big like blood puddle, yep. and a bunch of ghosts come and visit it and talk to Odysseus, yeah. including his mom and Ajax and Achilles. Yes. And Tiresias, yes. The, the prophet guy who he went there to talk to in the first place. Yeah. Um, just a lot of, just a who's who of famous Greeks and wives of famous Greeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, crying wives. Um, So now we get to book 12, Difficult Choices. And uh, a lot of the text is in quotes to help us know even like a light quote to help us know that it's still Odysseus telling his story to the Phaeacians. Um they, you know, Dawn makes it another appearance because every day Dawn is born, cause Dawn is the day that's born. Uh-huh. Poetry's cool. And uh he goes back to Circe's house. Because he's like, yo, I talked to Elpinor's ghost, and Elpinor was like, Can you take care of my body,
0: please? Yeah, can you can you just like bury me, please? I'm really sorry to bother you with this, but (laughs) so they do that. They bury poor Elpinor who died a hero's death
1: falling off a roof and and breaking his neck. Like right after they bury him, Cersei's like, Oh hey guys, you went to hell. You're like dead twice. That's cool. Yeah, right. While they're burying their friend." (laughs)
0: Most men will only die once, but you're gonna die twice. That's kind of neat. Yep. Hey, do you want, anyone want some meat? Yeah, he <laughs> he eats more meat. Every, anyone want some meat and some himself. wine? Boy, uh, I'm hungry. Who wants meat?
1: Man, Cersei. Man, so, I bet
0: doing a sacrifice makes everybody so hungry. I bet it smells
1: wicked good. I to like. L- burn all those bones and meat and stuff i do love sitting by a campfire so if someone told me a campfire was gonna make a god like me more and i get to eat a pig i would it would be hard for me to resist Mm -hmm. um so cersei is then she like lectures at odysseus for a long time she tells him what he needs to do next
0: yeah like i don't even know if it's a it's a lecture but it's just like come with me odysseus and let's sit and talk about what you need to do to get home without dying yes and this is it's just it's I found it structurally a little weird because it's Odysseus telling a story to the Phaeacians and instead of Odysseus saying, and then this and this and this happened, he says, and then um, Cersei told me that this and this and this would happen, and then it all did happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I get there. I made a note at the end of this episode, at uh, the end of my notes for these two books, of just like, I would, I was reading both of them just wondering what the point of the odyssey what like what is the le- we've been struggling with like what the lesson is vis-a-vis respect for the gods right because here I mean, think is... the
0: lesson is the lesson is do it yeah and well... we'll talk about another example of
1: this shortly but... so but Circe, who is at least part god if not godlike if not a goddess herself um She lays out the path for him, and you raise a good point that like then he's relaying that he took the path and totally messed it up, and it happened, like she said. Um, First, (laughs) you have to get past the the beautiful voices of the sirens, put a bunch of stuff in your ears so you don't go crazy. Yeah,
0: jam wax in your ears, but if you, Odysseus, want to hear the sirens, have them strap you to the mast of your ship. And don't let them untie you and you can listen to them just fine.
1: Yes. Then next you will be faced with a choice, a bit of a choose your own adventure. You can go through the crazy rocks where even all birds can't fly there because the rocks are so crazy. Um, Only Jason made it through on his boat. Uh, Or you can hang out with Scylla and Charybdis who are monster ladies um one of them syybdis Charybdis lives underwater and eats water. she's basically a whirlpool and okay, I got I got the descriptions oh about yeah hit them. me hit
0: beneath me. Divine Charybdis sucks black water down three times a day she spurts it up three times she glugs it down avoid that place when she is swallowing the water no one could save you from death. then even great Poseidon and then of uh, Scylla she has 12 dangling legs and six long necks with a gruesome head on each. And in each face, three rows of crowded teeth, pregnant with death. Pregnant with death is a neat, That's neat a phrase. That's a good, yeah. Um, her belly slumps inside the hollow cave. She keeps her head, uh, she keeps her heads above the yawning chasm and scoops around the rock and hunts for fish. She, cap- she catches dolphins, seals, and sometimes even enormous whales. Okay. Sounds pretty spooky. No sailors ever pass that way unharmed. So what she basically says is, you are not a god. You are not going to get past these two unscathed. My advice is go for Scylla because losing six of your men is better than losing all of them.
1: Yeah. And she's even he's like, Well, could maybe we like we could fight him. And, and she's like, Listen,
0: listen, listen. <laughs> I know you think you are so smart, but just don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it.
1: Uh I did a little research. So apparently uh, between Scylla and Charybdis is like a uh, ancient Greek way of saying between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, right. Uh, I have never heard that before as an idiom. Did you? We,
0: do you... I mean, we. In the very first episode I think when we were talking about Wilson's forward she used that Oh did she
1: use it? Okay.
0: idiom yeah to describe the different like linguistic issues that she was trying to, ah, to okay. thread the needle in between. I'm using I'm mixing more even more <laughs> idioms into this. Um So that's cool. Of me. So, but but yeah, like I I don't you don't hear it like out <laughs> In the like grocery store or whatever, people are not saying, "Well, uh, the off-brand cereal's on sale, but the good stuff is better." Like this is a real Scylla and Charybdis situation. <laughs> well,
1: now we have a project,
0: but now we can kind of try and bring it, bring it into into the popular consciousness a little bit more.
1: Um, Cyril, uh, Scylla, excuse me, I keep combining their names into one because basically this is because that would be their celebrity couple name. Cyril, Cyril, Cyril
0: calling I keep doing Ghostface Scylla in my head. <laughs> Which is bad, a bad it's joke. bad. Um, it's not even a joke, it's just like a dumb thing that my yes. brain did.
1: Broken brains. Scylla mm. may have been transformed into her, their form by Circe or the goddess of the sea, amph- 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 Amphitrite. 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 Amph- yeah, yeah, um, I'll take that.
0: Well, if that was if Circe did it. Like that's a real power move. Yep. Like, hey Odysseus, could you just like watch out for my this this bad dog that I made? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a mix of it's a mix of different Greek like myth canons, but both uh, suspects uh, transformed her out of some sort of jealousy. Uh, in they think it was like a way to talk about like dangerous reefs and rock outcroppings. Um this is all in the Strait of Messina between Italy and Sicily.
0: You can't just be like, hey, those rocks are dangerous. You have to like invent
1: a lady with a six lady? heads. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and Charybdis is water is as I said is a whirlpool. Um, Water-type Pokemon. Yep. Uh-huh.
0: Water-type legendary Pokemon. Actually, these I would play a version of Pokemon where these were the two different legendaries oh, and it's two different yes. versions. Pokemon Scylla and Pokemon Charybdis. Well, we gotta
1: like level up all our Pokemon so that we can trade with the link cable. Um, mm-hmm. So Charybdis made Zeus mad by eating a bunch of land <laughs> and then Zeus chained her to the bottom of the ocean. So now she just has to eat water the rest of her Transformed... Her into a hideous bladder of a monster with flippers for arms and legs and an uncontrollable thirst for the sea, according to one myth website that I found.
0: Isn't this that body horror movie with the where somebody that guy got turned into a seal? What? What's the name of that body horror movie? Seal? What? Oh, it's called Tusk. Oh. It was. It's a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> where justin long either is turned or turns somebody into
1: a human walrus this is good this is good radio it's just i want to know more about this movie it
0: reminded me of the movie tusk which i never saw but i did see a trailer for it and i was like wow that looks pretty weird
1: um so she basically says uh sail past these dangerous sea women which i think is interesting um, and then you will also have to go to the island of Thrinacia, which is Helios, the sun god's island, where he keeps all of his favorite cows and you cannot touch one of them. Yep.
0: And as has been as Tiresias has already told you, do not touch the cows. Yep. If you touch the cows, you will You might make it home, but you'll be sad and all your boys will be dead. Correct, Amundo.
1: Well, so they sail off. So guess what happens? So uh the the siren thing goes surprisingly well right and it's pretty quick like a lot of the yeah, stuff it, go, we've it been goes the way it's supposed to go yeah it's like some of these little episodes actually to me seem more like an image of a part of a story that i think is longer it's like here's a painting of a dude strapped to a mast well
0: they're just like i saw this scene painted on a cool amphora once Yes. Like, I saw this on my cool... Like, this is on my cool jug that, at my house. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. He did... I do appreciate that he did tell his boys that this like, stuff was going to be tough. Like, did he's he not, mention
0: that six of them were going to die? I he, feel like no, he might have glossed over no, that he part. he did gloss
1: over that part. <laughs> um, but so I want to give one shout out to the to the translation. I'd like to do this every episode. Yeah. Um, When they come across the island where the sirens live, there's a really good spondy, Andrew, in the text. Um, Spondy? So I told them each detail, soon our well-built ship, blown fast by fair winds, neared the island of the sirens, and suddenly the wind died down, calm came. And it's just a two-word sentence at the end of the line that's a spondy, which is a poetic foot where both syllables get stress. Um, It's so calm. Yeah, there's no way to read it without, like, slowing down and stopping. Yeah. Pretty good you, translation, I'd say.
0: Neat job, Craig. Neat fact. You know, I'm happy to
1: tell that you That was about better those. than my
0: fact about the movie Tus <laughs> from 2014.
1: So then they go to, so he chooses Scylla. It's like an Oregon Trail beat. Where it's like, well, I have to pick one or the other. And one of them is going to mean six of my dudes get eat.
0: Yeah, one of them is like, I got to give six of my dudes to this person so he'll help me get across the river. Yes. Because if I try and caulk my wagon across this bad boy, it's not going <laughs> to go
1: good. Uh, so that's sad. Six guys die. And then he lands on Helios Island, which goes about the way you'd expect.
0: So it go. Th- there are a couple different things that lead up to this odysseus is like we like we we should not land here i was told not to land here yes. we were told not to do it. We were told not to touch the cows oh that's right and who is who is agitating but our old pal eurylochus who you might remember from the last couple of books as the the one guy who was willing to say that odysseus was kind of a bad leader yes <laughs> Yes. Why would we go to Circe's Island? You already got us in trouble with the Cyclops. It's been, it just has been bad. It sucked. And so Eurylochus, this whole time, is agitating like, oh, can we just stay here and eat and then leave in the morning? Like, please, 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 please. And Odysseus says, you force me to yield since I am one and you are many, but all of you swear me a mighty oath. If we find any herd of cows or flock of sheep, do not be fool enough to kill a single animal. Stay clear and eat the food provided by immortal Cersei. And so they say, yeah, that sounds fine. We can do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and But then, a, like a storm comes Yeah, it's just for all the wind. Month, they can't take off. And so they have to sit there and they have to eat through all their food and then they have to start scrounging for fish and birds and things. Mm-hmm. And Eurylochus eventually makes an executive decision Yeah, while while Odysseus is asleep, basically, which this is always happening. He's
1: off, like, praying to the gods to let them off this island or for guidance, and then they put him to sleep. Or so he says. Sweet sleep melted from my eyes.
0: Like, yeah, this is this excuse has been used more than once, and I've got it. Like, we, I, I feel like Odysseus, clever liar that he is. Yes, is maybe not the most reliable. Narrator That's right. This is his narration. Good point. And so he, there, there's a little section where he says, "Oh Zeus, and all you deathless gods, you blinded my mind with that <laughs> infernal sleep. My men did dreadful things while I was gone." You gods! This whole story is a Why character did you... assassination of Eurylochus.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but...
0: Eury- Eurylochus got dead, so I guess he... he... Yep. Does not get to uh, tell his own story here. Yeah,
1: so Eurylochus gives um, a like, a, we gotta kill a cow, and then we'll do it and make we'll like build a big temple. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll make, make
0: a- it. We'll make it good later. It'll be fine. And if he's so mad about a cow, well, I'd rather be dead than be hungry. That's so true. That's true. He does literally say that. So they cook the cow, mm-hmm. and Helios is mad, mm-hmm. and.
1: He you does go. That, he things, goes to Zeus and is like, "I like to watch these cows all day." Yeah, you don't he goes understand. to
0: Zeus and narks on the Greeks, <laughs> and then and you can tell the things are going to go bad because uh, the gods sent signs. The hides began to twitch. The meat on skewers started mooing, raw and cooked. Yeah.
1: That's so there dope. This,
0: there was the sound of cattle lowing. For six days, my men vanquited on beef from Helios. When Zeus, the son of Cronus, led in the seventh day, the wind became less stormy, and we quickly went on board. We set the mast up and unfurled the sails and set out on the open sea. Shortly after that happens, another storm comes and basically knocks them back to where Scylla and Charybdis were. Yes. Charybdis sucks down the ship and kills everybody. Odysseus just barely manages to hold on. She
1: burps up the little raft he made like out of what was left of his ship. Like he had like lashed part of the mast to part of the ship. He like clings to the fig tree that's on her little island. And then she burps his ship back up and he hops on and is like, all right. And
0: he paddles away. (laughs)
1: Like the, the clever man that he is.
0: So clever. So that's his whole gods. Why (laughs) did you make me go to sleep?
1: (laughs) This is all your fault. It's all their fault so then we're book 13, uh, which is called what it is called the tricksters. And, uh, we're back in Phaecia and, uh, Odysseus, yeah, there's a line at the
0: beginning of this yeah, that you me. said that you wanted to know. Oh, you sure, sure, mentioned
1: sure. it. So, um, they're talking about what just happened and Odysseus is wrapping up his story. And, uh, Alcinous is like, hey, Odysseus, since you have been my guest beneath my roof, you need not wander anymore. You have endured enough, you will get home again. And all you regulars, my honored friends who always drink red wine here in my house and listen to my singer, heed my words. Our guest has clothes packed up inside a trunk and other gifts that we have given him. Each of us now should add a mighty tripod and cauldron. I will make the people pay a levy so that none of us will suffer from unrewarded generosity. I'm going to tax all my people so that we can give this dude some tripods and you don't have to worry about it.
0: This man who clearly suffers from some kind of either just bad luck or bad judgment or some combination of the two. Yeah. Let's all give him. You know, you him... know let's, let's throw all of our eggs into this basket I'm and gonna, see what happens. I'm going
1: to raise the taxes so that I can give this dude gifts. This dude who has like told us how good of a liar he is. We're going to give him some gifts. Mm-hmm. That didn't feel great. Um, and then they keep like telling him like, oh, one more night. Just stay like one more night. Like, well, we'll just o- go D- pour and some O-Diz- more O-Diz- wine.
0: wants to go. He's like, you know, I'm kind of, oh, I'm getting a little tired. I kind of <laughs> just like, want to hit the road. I'd like to leave, please. I just want to, just want to go, you know. I, it, no, this has been great. Don't, don't worry about it. But, um, when, I, can I go? <laughs>
1: when you're trying to leave a party and like no one will stop their conversation with you. Uh-huh. He even yells at the queen. Does, did you read that as him yelling at the queen?
0: I thought he was just thanking the queen for her generosity, but what made you think that it was yelling?
1: I thought it was yelling because they're like, hey, everybody, have some more wine. And then still in their seats, they poured libations to all the blessed gods that live in heaven. To me, which was like, they're not getting up to like help him leave.
0: If I bring you over to my house and you dump wine all over my floor, like I don't care if you're trying to pay me honors or something, like that's a mess. I got to clean that up.
1: Uh, and then he's godlike. Dizzy stood up and put a double-handed cup into the hands of arit his or arit, His words flew out to her. I guess when I saw the word "flew," I thought he was like angry at her, but maybe he does just It boils down to just I will a, leave now.
0: It's just a, a nice way of. Like we've seen a few times in this book, I think mostly in the Telemachus section, but a couple mm. times when Odysseus has come before someone as a supplicant, that there is a you know there's a right way to to do this kind of thing, and so I read like words flying out of him as just like him being forceful and confident and oh, well spoken okay. in, in the way that a that man is, of his yes. stature is supposed to be.
1: Okay, okay. Um, so then they take him home, like. Yeah, they
0: they load him up on the boat and they take him home. He goes to sleep, and so when they get back to Ithaca, without waking him up, they (laughs) unload him and all of his gifts from the boat, leave them on the beach, and leave.
1: I made a note that it reminds me of like when I was a kid and we would go to a baseball game and I'd fall asleep in the car, and then they wouldn't wake me up when they put me in. Like they brought when you bring a little kid in from the car and you just put him right into the bed. Yeah, right. Without waking them up hmm Um yeah, they do just leave him on the sand with all his treasure, huh? Yeah. More treasure. But they put
0: it, they put it under a tree so no one will take it. No like, one I, I must it. have missed
1: something where like
0: <laughs> people just won't take anything that's next to an olive tree. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but this pisses off Poseidon, Andrew. The yeah, Lord of mad. Earthquakes. He
0: always mad about something.
1: Yeah. Oh Father Zeus, I will lose all my standing with the gods since mortals fail to honor me, though these Phaeacians are my very own descendants. Um, He get, he just goes on about how mad he is at Odysseus and that he is home with a magnificent array of gifts, bronze, heaps of gold and fine spun clothes, far more spoils than he ever would have won at Troy if he had got out safely. Now, that goes back to the point that the reason that he's had such trouble getting home is that he like spurned the gods in leaving Troy in the first place. So mm-hmm. there's like an injustice here that Poseidon is trying to set wrong
0: well not and not Poseidon saying you know I know you and Athena and whoever wanted him to get home and I I never ever said like check the transcript I never <laughs> said that I didn't want him to ever get home yes but now I'm mad and I've been disrespected and what are you gonna let me do about it like I, I'm mad at the Phaeacians. can I do something about it and Zeus says to him basically I mean yeah do whatever you want like no one told you you couldn't And then Poseidon says, well, I was just, I was just waiting to make sure it was okay with you, of course. And then uh, he, so there's this, again, another very specific prophecy where (laughs) the Phaeacians would help. They would just be too helpful. They would help one too many people. Somebody who had like looked at a God cross-eyed would be helped by them eventually, and it would be their undoing. And so, first they would see a ship of theirs like turned into a stone and then their city would be surrounded by a mountain or covered up by a mountain or some yes. something with a mountain
1: yes um, yeah so what zeus says then so that we we hear that that was a prophecy later because zeus says brother i suggest that while the people in the city watch you turn the ship arriving into stone still looking like a ship they will all be shocked then you can surround their town with a huge mountain which is just the gods are so capricious. Yeah. And then it happens. He just like he like smacks his palm on the earth or something and then the boat turns to stone. And then yeah, it's kind of unclear. It's a little bit of like Lovecraftian non-geometry whatever the mountain is doing to Faisha. I don't quite understand but now they can't help outsiders and they don't want to.
0: Well, so the mountain thing doesn't actually happen though, right? Like they they see the ship thing happen. Like Poseidon turns the ship into a stone and then Alcinous is like, oh dang, this prophecy is oh, coming yeah, true. Right. Everybody okay. r- everybody, run quick and get stuff for Poseidon <laughs> so he doesn't do the second part and surround our town with a mountain. Oh, and so man. as far like like, we, we smash cut away from the Phaeacians as this is happening, but my i think where we leave them is we'll never help anybody again yep good job odysseus good job odysseus like you just ruined it for everybody oh man so tell me about the the last part of this book because it's kind of it kind of sums up odysseus and athena's weird relationship pretty well
1: yeah so odysseus wakes up right and athena like before on just the beaches as he
0: on the beaches of his homeland as, at long last. Uh,
1: yes. Um he's back in Ithaca, New York, and he has mm-hmm. woken up but just before he did, Athena cast a mist upon it. Um so she could tell him how things stood and make him unrecognizable to his own wife and family and neighbors till he paid the suitors back for how they misbehaved. Um everything's unfamiliar to him. So he wakes up and he has one of his classic like, Oh gods, where am I now? I can't take my treasure anywhere. These Phoeician lords screwed me. What am I gonna do? Um, he counts all his treasure; it's all there. And then Athena appears to him, like as a what? As a little shepherd boy, or an old yeah. Man? As a, a shepherd. shepherd boy,
0: she turns him into an old man later.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're here. Like, what's going on? Where am I? How do I help you? How will you take care of me?" And she tells him that he is what does she say that he's not in Ithaca or she
0: says she it she takes a very long time to be like I'm surprised you don't know where you are you must be an idiot because of course you're in Ithaca which everybody knows about and then Odysseus is like well of course I knew I am in Ithaca I'm from I'm from Crete I'm a great guy (laughs) thanks so much for telling me and then Athena transforms into Athena, and she's like, "Ha ha, got you! But you got me too. You're so clever. Oh, you're my clever, bo- you're my good clever boy."
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. Like, so she tells him, "You're right." She tells him that it is Ithaca, and the narr- like the the poet says, his words took wings and flew, but he did not tell her the truth. He bit his story back. His mind was always full of clever schemes. And then, yeah, he tells a whole story about how he killed a dude, which may or may not be true. Um, And she calls him a clever rascal and is like, hey, I tricked you, but you tricked me, too. Um, And I why do they do this? Because
0: I think I mean, they're just doing it because it's what they do. I think like it's just they they have a weird role playing relationship, I guess, (laughs) where they just do this with each other.
1: She does say like you would have test i expected you to run off and like test your wife um an ordinary man would rush straight home to see his wife and children when he reached his country after such a journey you decided not to even ask about them until you test your wife and then she goes on to explain what's going on
0: um, yeah yeah so so her reason for doing this is partly partly i think pleasure but also partly <laughs> To give him the lay of the land, because if he just barges into his house with all the suitors there, like he's going to get he's going to get surprised and killed in his own house.
1: Yes, that's true. That's true. And there's Um, a little bit of like what is going on with Telemachus? Where is he? Is he okay? She assures him everything's fine. He was hanging with Menelaus. He's not
0: he's not home now, but he probably will get back home fine
1: soon. The suitors do want to kill him. So get ready for that. And they are definitely planning something, uh, but I'm gonna turn you into an old man so that you can go talk to a f- slave who loves Telemachus and like advance and our like, plot. Just like, just
0: like plan, just do some planning because you're 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 a big you're a big planner,
1: Odysseus. She, she refers to him as the master of plot and plans at one
0: point. I mean, I guess he did make it home eventually. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but sure.
0: I mean, he took ten years to get home from a ten-year war. Like it just, it feels like getting lost and not consulting the map that you have in your car. And then when you finally do get there, you're like, "Wow, I'm so clever! I didn't even have to use a map."
1: I really, yeah, I really conquered not knowing where I was going. (laughs) I'm so clever. Um, Another
0: struck me funny in here. Odysseus is always. Infl- oh, he's always inflating his own achievements a little bit. <laughs> um, this is, I believe this is either just before they set out from Cersei's Island or like while they're en route and he's trying to convince them like, yeah, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. It's going to be fine. Dear friends, we are experienced in danger. This is not worse than the time the Cyclops captured us and forced us to remain inside his cave. We got away that time thanks to my skill and brains and strategy. Remember that. Come on what? then all of you and trust my words. What? Like did you cuz a bunch of you died and then you made fun of a cyclops until he called his dad to like <laughs> curse you forever.
1: Yeah, he so when he's also telling them about the sirens and he says like put let me put wax in your ears. I alone must hear them, which is not exactly like what Cersei said, she said, if you... If you want to. If you really need to hear this song, you have your boys tie you up. Um, but yeah, he's just... He does think Odysseus is the best, is just what to, I'd say.
0: To, <laughs> to, I mean, the, the whole reason that all of his men die is because Poseidon hates him. And Poseidon hates him because he blinded his son and he blinded his son for no reason because he like showed up on this Island to take all his stuff. And because the Cyclops didn't immediately capitulate to him, he got really upset about it and blinded him and then taunted him about it. So to spin the episode (laughs) with, with the Cyclops as some, (laughs) great victory and like proof that Odysseus is definitely a dude you should always all the time. Listen to is just a bit rich. Yeah. Especially if you're sitting there listening to that story, you've got to be like, well, wait a minute. Hold up.
1: Yeah. If, if he does ever go back to hell just to like hang out and talk to his buds, Eurylochus is just going to spit on him. Like Eurylochus just wanted to eat a hamburger and now he got eaten by the ocean.
0: And also, Odysseus, I think, is telling lies about him to everybody else. <laughs> it was all Eurylochus. Like, I was asleep when it happened.
1: Eurylochus' poor family is probably all shamed because he, like, died like a punk.
0: And he makes up this whole story about the the storm lasting for a month. You know Odysseus saw that cow and was like, you know, that was pretty tasty. <laughs> I, I must say, I am a little peckish.
1: Yeah, you bet someone in Alcinous's court was like, this, w- wait. Thought, this guy real is this guy real i don't know can you just make that singer start singing again because i don't know about this guy remember when that singer sang it just made this guy cry a bunch odysseus cry and yeah. now he's telling us a story about how great he is when all his dudes die
0: maybe he was crying because the singer wasn't being sufficiently <laughs> like laudatory of odysseus Wait, and his yeah. deeds
1: so that's like when they're going by the sirens the, the first the things that the sirens say are like yo odysseus you're the best
0: we're so, just come over here and hang out come with us over, for a bit. Hang out. And he's like, "I want to." That I would really be do. the Yeah, that would be the thing that would be irresistible to Odysseus <laughs> is like people who just wanted to tell him how great he was the whole Odysseus
1: time. Odysseus is the best. <laughs> come to our Island. It's an Odysseus party.
0: Yeah, I'm just like
1: we're all wearing guess, Odysseus jerseys.
0: How do you think the sirens work? I guess like everybody would hear that's an interesting. What they wanted point. to hear, probably right? Yeah. Like they probably wouldn't all hear the same thing. I hadn't,
1: I hadn't really thought about that until just now because it is the only thing we hear. It's like, oh, it's pretty, but by by giving them some dialogue that Odysseus actually hears, that is very complimentary of Odysseus. Uh, yeah, it probably would be that. You'd probably be like, Andrew, we loved all of your iPhone reviews, come on (laughs) over, Craig. We love baseball too.
0: Honestly, I would assume if a siren was telling that, telling me that, that they were a PR person who's trying to get me to cover some unrelated product because that's how every PR PR pitch. But
1: the sirens, Andrew. Just the
0: sirens. Oh, come review my vape
1: (laughs) app, Andrew. You're so smart. We can't wait for your takes on these vapes, on these sweet vapes. So this is Odysseus with vape. You know he would vape. Yeah, you're that's not would. really a value judgment. You just know Odysseus <laughs> would vape. He'd tell everybody he invented it too. So <laughs> this wraps yeah, up. Yeah, Athena,
0: Athena <laughs> created a fine mist on the island because she was blowing these big clouds
1: of vape smoke. Uh, this olive oil vape that got he's my got. Olive oil <laughs> flavored vape. So this is setting us up for some sort of sneakery on Odysseus's part. He's going to go back to his house, spy on some dudes, right?
0: Right. Sneakery that will eventually lead to a confrontation with the suitors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're just over the halfway point and he's he's basically home like the Odyssey part if you're going to consider it a a like complete end-to-end thing where he gets his whole family back and whatever, whatever, then the odyssey isn't done but in terms of his journey like over the wine dark seas like that part is finished at this point
1: yeah that'll be interesting i don't really remember much of the latter half of this story aside from like the, some trials and stuff that he's going to go through with the suitors and like some tricking and killing of them right so i will be right. interested to know how it's paced
0: yeah there there are a couple like particularly famous well-known episodes that we'll that we'll talk about when we get there and i think wilson actually has talked about at least one of them so i want to make
1: sure we revisit that that's um, true but i don't know if he's gonna tell any more stories like is he gonna like oh penelope let me tell you about the time i was so cool that all my dudes died
0: you know i bet if if we don't If we don't get that, I bet we will at least get him like making up more wild tales (laughs) as like cover stories, like he did. He tried to do with Athena.
1: I totally. You know he. You know he's thinking about this.
0: He's thinking about this whole like complicated, convoluted backstory for this old man that he is now. That he's just going to tell everybody who even looks politely interested.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Can't touch this. Look, man can't touch this you better get hyped boy because you know you can't you can't touch this bring the bell schools back in break it down
0: all right so these two books that we read of emily wilson's translation of the odyssey Yes. Is uh, book 14,
1: A Loyal Slave, and book 15, The Prince Returns. So what has just happened in, like before these books started, Andrew? Where are we on our journey? Odysseus is back. Where? in
0: In Ithaca, his homeland. Does he look like Odysseus? No, he looks like a beggar. And he and athena lied to each other for fun <laughs> for like an hour
1: yeah that's true so we finally caught up to we're way out of the the thicket of stories that odysseus had been telling for several books where he was just like kind of well <laughs> kind uh, of. yeah kind of uh, we're mostly in <laughs> real time like we're out of the like tarantino flashback part of the odyssey for the right, most we're into part the,
0: yeah so he and, Ad- he and Athena talked, and as soon as they were finished doing their weird lying dance that they did, they decided that Odysseus, he can't just barge in. He's going to get killed by all the suitors. So he's got to go undercover. He's got to do a little bit of reconnaissance, mm-hmm. figure out who he can still count on, mm-hmm. and make a plan, because he's just Mr. Plan Man. Yes.
1: And this is also with the knowledge that like Telemachus is away. He's still hanging out. Uh, Is he in Sparta, where Menelaus is? Wherever Menelaus is. Wherever Menelaus is. Menelaus land. Yeah, uh, my favorite uh, amusement park in the Midwest, (laughs) Menelaus land. (laughs) Sure. Uh, So Odysseus is home, but he's not home because he's an old man and a beggar old man. And he goes to his swineherd. Slash is there a cooler way to say swineherd? It's not like swineherd or something. You just say swineherd. Uh, pig, pig,
0: pig guy, pigger, pigger. pigger. Yeah, he's a pigger. He pigs Ugh.
1: the pig, the piggest, um, piggest. He goes the pigsmith, <laughs> the pigsmith. Yeah, who is also a slave, Hog, like hogsmith. I'm sorry, you may you may the hogsmith is a slave, right? Like he is owned by Odysseus, and yes. and bequeathed to him through Odysseus's father Laertes. Um, but eumaeus
0: is the best and most loyal hogsmith he's never lost the faith even once he nope. laments how these suitors are eating just like dozens of pigs every day
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's really bumming him out um it's really it's- bumming me out and and there's a um there is a rhetorical thing that that homer does here and this is this is it's my turn my turn to talk about the rhetoric. Please do it. Stuff. It's not all you. You can't have it all. It's mine. Do it already. (laughs) Homer refers to Eumaeus in the second person a lot. Huh. So he says things like Eumaeus, you replied, like before Eumaeus starts talking. I don't know, did you notice that
1: when you were reading? No, I didn't. Whoa. Yeah
0: yeah, so he does that a lot and there are there is some debate as to what that means, but usually it's taken As a like sign of Homer's affection for Eumaeus. Like he's the because he's such a you know he he could he could not be loyal. He could not take in this beggar and give him like suckling pig and and be so good to him. But he is.
1: And so Homer likes him a lot. I just got chills thinking of how much Homer loves Eumaeus. Yeah he loves him. He's so nice to him. Oh that's cool. Yeah so there's a thing. That is pretty cool. Good catch, bud. Thanks.
0: Uh, I had a lot of classes about this book. <laughs>
1: um so the the opening is that, you know, disguised Odysseus is is here in Eumaeus' house. Um he uh Eumaeus like cooks him a piglet, like a literal piglet. Which yeah, not like, one of the big big pigs, but one just a little piglet. I don't think there's like lines about him chopping up the piglet. I think he just says he cooks a piglet, which kind of made me chuckle.
0: well, there is a there is a little bit where it's like he goes and he, I, I later in
1: know. the yeah later in the in the book, towards the end of the book, uh there's like a little pig recipe like if you if you may, as the hogsmith had a food blog that he was hoping to turn into a TV show, he would read this chapter about eating pigs. Um, did you find it?
0: Um, yeah. Then he belted up his tunic and hurried to the pen and chose two piglets. Inside, he butchered them, uh, singed off the bristles, chopped up the meat and roasted it on skewers. He set it piping hot before his guests sprinkling barley on the top. He mixed wine in an ivy bowl as sweet as honey and then sat down across from him and urged now guests eat up. This is a poor slave's meal, a suckling pig. The suitors eat the hogs. Their hearts have no compassion. They ignore the gods who watch and hate such crimes and bless good deeds and justice. Even cutthroat pirates who go to plunder other people's lands, seizing the spoils that Zeus has granted them and sail home in a ship filled full of treasure. Even they feel the watchful eyes of gods. These suitors must have heard some god's voice saying, Odysseus has died. So they refuse to go back to their own homes or to arrange suitable marriages. Instead, they sit, wasting his wealth on feasts. Each night and day, they butcher sheep, not one, but dozens of them. And pour out yet more wine for reckless drinking. Those selfish oafs! My lord was very rich. No others on the mainland are back here in Ithaca. Nor twenty all combined possessed as much. I will list all of it, <laughs> and then he goes on and to list he lists all, of, all it. of it. Yeah. So this is, I think, as as detailed an explanation of. So early in the books when we were first talking about this we'd be like how we were like how many like how much stuff does he have that these suitors are just sitting in here for two years like eating all of his stuff and he has a lot of stuff so this is as thorough an explanation I think as we get of exactly what the suitors are doing as they sit and like despoil yeah Odysseus's
1: homestead well and they're doing it at a rate that is faster than you know pigs could have new pigs like that's part of the problem Mm -hmm. um so the the thing that Odysseus learns here, one of them is uh, he starts kind of laying some groundwork that maybe he's going to like go in there and tell Penelope. Like maybe he could go in there and, and tell a story. And he's kind of doing this to like suss out what the situation is. And Eumaeus is like, listen, too many people have come forward with like stories about Odysseus, who we're all pretty sure is dead. And anybody who shows up and says otherwise is just here for a pig or two.
0: So yeah, like and you may
1: have had not, or Odysseus as the beggar has
0: done this a couple times. He's like, oh yeah, I totally saw Odysseus. I saw yeah. him at Troy. I saw him on some island.
1: <laughs> he he makes He's up a back. backstory for his D and D character like very quickly. Oh, my God,
0: yeah, it's so you mentioned earlier that you, we were done with the storytelling part, but we really aren't. Well, like, Odysseus has such a such a rich lore made up. Uh, like he even he like names all kinds of other players and there are so many like details and flourishes and, and frills and i think it's meant just to establish odysseus as somebody who lies a lot and well and can do it on his feet but it kind of just makes it drag
1: a little bit it because does it's like
0: no because like no you're not <laughs>
1: like i know that you're not yeah you're odysseus. i'm trying to think of like why that's in there, because he's like, I think the notes that I have, is like he was a dude from Crete who went to the war and he came home, but then he went to Egypt and all of and his like, dudes no you didn't. were enslaved and no, he had to weren't. apologize to some king. No, you and didn't. And then he went to Thesprosia. You didn't do that. Where they told me about Odysseus. No, they didn't. And some dudes took me from there and tried to enslave me. No, they didn't. Well, yes. Um, the, <laughs> I think there are a couple thematic things that line up with Odysseus's actual experience, mm-hmm. which some of how he's had to like deal with some of the people giving him shelter and whether or not he's going to fall under their influence. Um, the fact that he couldn't control. Even in his fiction for this for this character he just made up, who I don't think even even has a name, come on, dude. Um, I think there's like a bit about him losing control of his men, which like caused problems. And that's certainly mm-hmm. a, a perennial Odysseus problem where he he himself can't control himself and then, you know, some of his men run off and, and kill the cows they're not supposed to. So
0: well, there's there's some more classic Odysseus in here, too, where he tells a story where he, the beggar, is supposedly talking to Odysseus. <laughs> yep. And he says instantly he thought of the solution. What a strategist and fighter.
1: My God. <laughs> what a
0: great guy that Odysseus is.
1: Well, and then Eumaeus he does love Odysseus so much like he ref- he's talking about his master. He refers he says, I would prefer to call him brother. So like I made mean, it. He's like he is your owner, but okay, that's fine. He's your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all his hogs. So like Eumaeus does love the dude, and I'm sure loves to hear that he's cool. But he definitely doesn't believe anything that fake Odysseus is telling him, right? Um, and he does. There's like a little back and forth on whether or not. Um, Odysseus is gonna stay there. We get to more of that in book fifteen, but there is I, this like little line where Eumaeus is like, "I could, I could be a terrible person, and I could just bring you into my house and like kill you, and a bunch of people would like reward me for doing so." Um, but I am on the up and up, and I know how much the gods love taking care of strangers, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna take care of you, and here's a cloak because it's cold.
0: Well, he's very concerned with not just appeasing the gods, but just like keeping track of whether everyone else is doing it. Rem- remember yes. earlier where he's like, even pirates who go and steal a bunch <laughs> of stuff are mindful of the gods, but not these suitors.
1: And that's why I hate him. Yeah, but he may have seems like a good dude. He's a good hogsmith. He's um, a very good hogsmith. Yeah. So I think that's like about it, right? Like That's th- basically it for book 15. Yeah, it's it's
0: Odysseus sort of getting caught up on the lay of the land and exactly what the suitors are doing in there and then also establishing this rapport with Eumaeus and getting like an update on what his dad is up to and and I don't remember if that's this book or the next one. There's a little bit more Eumaeus Odysseus stuff in book 15, but um yes. But yeah, that's essentially what is is going on
1: here. Yeah. So then we get to book 15, the Prince Returns, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, Telemachus coming home. And it opens with Athena, like, appearing. It is Sparta, you're right. Appearing in Sparta, um, going to uh, Menelaus's porch, where Telemachus is sleeping next to Nestor's son, Pisistratus, just hanging out on the porch. Um, And Athena, like, stands next to him. And it's like, yo, you got to go home.
0: I know I told you to come out here and I helped you come out here. And the only reason you're out here is because of me. But hey, man, it's time to go home.
1: I I tried to, I like turned myself into three different animals and old man to get you out here. But I need you to go home. Yeah, right. Um, And she gives this like, there's this little bit where she says, um, you got to go home because like, your wife, your your mom might be, like, running out of time.
0: I man, is this the stuff with Penelope that kind of sucked? Um, quickly ask for help from Menelaus to get home so you may find your mother safe and blameless. Her father and her brothers are already telling her she should wed Eurymachus. He is the one most generous with gifts to her and to her father. Do not let her take any items from the house without your full consent. You know how women are. They want to help the house of any man they marry. When one darling husband dies, his wife forgets him and her children buy him. She does not even ask how they are doing. Yeah, got in the chapter where Odysseus goes to the underworld and he talks to all the ghosts, right? Yes, um, yes. Was it Agamemnon who was talking about how because his wife betrayed him, like all, all the women, Clytemnestra stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like all women suck now, and like I'm sure Penelope's fine, but also she's she's a woman, so maybe she sucks a little bit. Yup. <laughs> and this was, I found it. It sounded, it's in that vein, but it's really weird coming from Athena, who's like whole game here. Is To get Odysseus and Telemachus home and with and Penelope, whack the suitors and so like specifically, so that the homestead can be reconciled, but still casting some shade at <laughs> Penelope, just being like, Well, you know, if she does happen to get married while you're gone, like it doesn't matter if she's your mom, she's gonna take everything that's not nailed to the floor on her way
1: out. Yeah, I could see Athena, who is like wily and crafty in some ways that Odysseus is also. Um... Saying that just to get a rise out of Telemachus, we don't really have access to that, but I certainly buy that Athena might not, like, mean it, mean it. She just knows that it would, because it is a, a unfortunately prevalent worldview in this book, <laughs> <laughs> that it might spur some action. Um because like the Agamemnon stuff, like that's coming from the underworld, so I think we can be like, mm, maybe that's not the best idea. Uh, yeah, like
0: he probably is not like in a great mood down no. there.
1: <laughs> but it is also a world in which everyone is dealing with the fallout of a war that they mostly blame on a lady. Like they mostly yeah. blame the whole Trojan War on a single lady, um, and that's bound to have some repercussions.
0: Not all the single ladies, but just just a single, a single
1: lady. lady. Yes. Um, and so Athena is like, hey, you got to get home. You got to go to your dad's hogsmith, Eumaeus. He'll take, you, he'll take care of you. Um, peace out. Goodbye. This was a dream. And he wakes up <laughs> and he's like, hey, Pisastras, we got to get out of here. Uh, but we can't leave right now because it's nighttime. And then literally it's like, oh, we can't leave. It's nighttime. And Dawn is like, did anybody call me?
0: And then, yeah, Dawn slams up. It's uh, <laughs> then all at once, Dawn and her golden throne lit up the sky. King Menelaus got up from the bed he shared with fair-haired Helen and approached them. Blah, 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 blah. It's um, pretty
1: do- It's like the Dawn just Kool-Aid mans into the story for like, a hot bam. second.
0: Do you need some Dawn? Here I am. And Telemachus says, hey, Menelaus, we got to go. And Menelaus is like, yeah, I won't keep you here. I disapprove of too much friendliness and of too much standoffishness. A balance is best to force a visitor to stay is just as bad as pushing him to go. Be kind to guests while they are visiting, then help them on their way. Um, and then he makes him stay there for a while more and eat a bunch more food and drink a bunch of wine. Well,
1: there's a ba- there's some back. <laughs> yeah, i had a couple notes of like everybody just wants to hang out with Telemachus, which like, I don't quite like, get. But
0: feels like it is as fast as you can leave a friend's house in
1: ancient greece though yes
0: like you got to give yourself like six hours of runway for all the like dumping wine on the floor and burning (laughs) cows and stuff that has to happen
1: like crying at songs and stuff (laughs) um well the the back and forth is also like menelaus might want to give him a bunch of stuff but because he's trying to leave very quickly and trying to really extricate himself from the from the situation he's like no let's we can't. I can't take all your stuff. And Menelaus is like, okay, we'll hang out and we'll eat all my food instead.
0: Yeah, it, like it's not. It, it's not even just giving him stuff, but like, hey, do you want me to like travel around with you? Oh, that's right. He offers to come with him, and he's like, nah, yeah. dude, it's
1: cool. <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's like it's cool. It's cool. And Men- Men- Menelaus is like, please take my god bowl. Please take my my bong that Hermes made. Please, this golden think- bowl. Like thinking about this, this is. This
0: is what makes it really impressive when ancient Greeks know how to be polite. Like this is why they're looked on politely by the gods because like you got to thread this needle between I have to go but I can't offend you, but you want to come with me, so I have to tell you no but in a way that still like lets you save face. Yes. And then on the other end, it's like, oh, well, you got to offer to go with him. And even if he doesn't want to. And like, yeah, you're hung over, too. And you just want him to leave so you can go lay on the couch. But like you've got to sacrifice to the gods first. It's just like a whole thing.
1: And it all it comes down to here's my silver bowl with the gold trim. Uh, and also Helen is giving you a robe for your future wife. For your future wife? Which like, yeah. Hey, wife! I have a robe for you that you can wear now that we're married. Great! Who'd you get it from? Oh, the lady that oh, caused uh, the Trojan War. You know that hot lady? All <laughs> all those ships that sailed because of her face. And then my dad was gone for a decade, and everyone was sad. And they ate <laughs> all his decades. pigs. Two decades. Yeah, ate they all ate pigs. all his pigs. Yeah, that's her robe. You wear it, please. Come I feel on. Feel like Helen
0: maybe gets scapegoated a little bit. The Trojan War.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's maybe just a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's really about Paris and Menelaus. Maybe one day,
0: day we'll, maybe one day we'll read the Iliad and we'll get the incredible true story.
1: It's she's not true to well the Iliad either. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as he is finally leaving, um, we get the first of two bird omens in this book.
0: Yeah, there were some good bird omens. in We this one.
1: get, um, like I think Helen is bidding him goodbye, right? And then we yes. get an eagle. Mm -hmm. um so uh helen says what does she say um now listen and i will make a prophecy the gods have put in my heart i believe it will come true um just as the eagle uh, this is did this just happen or is she recounting? this this
0: just happened so an eagle oh you're right you're right you're right flew down and grabbed like a domesticated goose yes and it freaked everyone out like flew it freaked everyone out and then it flew away
1: and she says the gods have put it in my heart and i believe it will come true just as the eagle flew down from the mountains where he has his home with chicks and parents seizing this tame goose so will odysseus who has been gone so long and has endured so much come back and take revenge indeed he is already at home and planting ruin for the suitors Uh, gods are just not subtle like remember a
0: few books ago when they sent down those eagles to the suitors to like rip their faces off uh
1: and they were like man i wonder if we should go (laughs) no probably not they're just birds yeah so just like bird one bird messing up another bird is good enough for an omen of some kind a good omen in in this case um and then there's another bird that happens with telemachus a little bit later yes um
0: as he said this, a bird flew on his right, a hawk, Apollo's messenger, it clutched a pigeon in its talons, feathers scattered between the ship and young Telemachus. Um then how do you the how do how do we uh,
1: theoclyminus.
0: Theoclyminus, yeah uh called him aside and grasped him by the hand and said to him, Telemachus, some god has sent this bird to fly on your right hand. I knew at once it was a sign. No family in all of Ithaca has greater power, you are the kings forever. Okay. So Yeah. Hawk. Okay, so hawk and a pigeon means you're the king forever. <laughs> Eagle and a goose. Means your dad is coming back means to get your things. your dad is going to rain hellfire down yes. on the heads
1: of some geese. Yeah, sure. I think birds are like, birds are really weird animals, and we can never really know <laughs> them. Like, a parrot can talk like us, but it's not like us, Andrew.
0: So Susanna doesn't eat red meat, right? Uh-huh. And... One of the rules for the meat that she will eat is, like, can she look into its eyes and, like, form an emotional connection with it? And a reason why she can eat, like, chickens and turkeys is, like, there's nothing back there. No. And they are... They would kill you and everyone
1: you care about if they got a chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. I buy that. So, yeah, birds. I think, yeah, birds are just these, like, prophecies... I think there's a there are probably some... Like, fortune-telling you can do in ancient Greece by, like, cutting any animal open and, like, seeing what shape its guts make. Yeah, the trails and stuff. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, that sheep ran a zigzag. That means I'm getting money. Like, it's... it you, <laughs> Sheeps are dumb and you can do what you want to them. Like, birds are unknowable killing machines that fly in the sky where the gods come from. Right. So that's why they are... Like special. But
0: even now, you know how you see a flock of birds and, and that means money before the week's out. Have you heard that one? No. That's a, Midwest, that's a Midwesternism. Everybody on Twitter can back me up. Money
1: before the week's out? Like payday? Yeah. Like you see a yeah. flock no, of birds? Yeah, you just get some
0: money for the week's out because I mean, you saw a flock of birds. I get paid every Thursday. And is like that, remember when... Is that why people say winter, that, winter, chicken dinner? It's like an omen? I don't know that that's... <laughs> I don't know that they're related. And then remember when those birds try to kill solly oh yes and that was an omen of
1: something. <laughs> that was an omen of birds it was yeah <laughs> uh so okay so telemachus is finally leaving sparta and he says uh to pisistratus when they're like hanging out uh, near Pylos, i think um would you do me a favor we are friends because our fathers have been friends forever and we are age mates which i'd love and this age trip, mates. we are age mates, <laughs> and this trip has made us even more intimate. Please do not bring me beyond my ship, but leave me here in case the old man forces me to visit him and be his guest. I long to get back home. I have to go and fast. And this is him trying to get away from. It's not Menelaus. So I think it's someone else um, that he doesn't want to hang out with. Um, I love age mates so much. It's like tell him, tell him I'm not here. Just can you just hang out? And I can leave. And he's like saying goodbye to his friend. Like he doesn't. He can't hang out. He's like I can't spend time with Nestor again. I have to leave. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he goes off on his own. Leaves his age mate behind. And this is when he meets this like prophet Theocliminus. What is this guy's deal? I was a little confused by him. He is a prophet who is the son of a prophet. Who I think killed a guy. And then ran away. Yeah, we get like a whole bunch just like establishing
0: his cred and then he's just there to like tell Telemachus about what
1: more birds do. Yeah. I get and then like when he finally gets to Ithaca, Telemachus is like, "Yo, chill out with my friend, he'll take care of you." Um I think there's like a little bit of what I got from Theocliminus in the moment was like, yo, everybody's got a sad story to tell. Like you don't know what people are dealing with. This guy killed a guy he didn't mean to kill, and now he's mm-hmm. running around. He can't help himself from telling fortunes. Uh he just needs to like lay low and he doesn't have an aunt's house to go to. So like
0: So I feel like he factors in lightly in the future like it's just it is useful to have someone around who can tell you what's going to happen like just before it's going to happen
1: yeah he Um, i believe he crops up um when somewhere with penelope and the suitors i don't know how he gets into odysseus's house but i believe he comes back later yes it is useful to have a psychic in your party when you are forming your band for the odyssey
0: (laughs) And that's, that's kind of it for these two, right? Like, there's not a lot. No, they they're, get on the boat and go. They're sort of marking time a little bit. Um, it's like the ancient version of, like, switching POV chapters so you can move your characters into the same
1: place. Yes, I was surprised by the jump cut. To Odysseus, like midway through this book, I thought it was going to be a full chapter on Telemachus. Um, yeah,
0: because we don't really see like, cause, so those suitors went out to like lie in wait for him, and we don't really see them again, right? Like, maybe no. Like, does Telemachus actually make it all the way back by the end of the? Yeah, one? I believe he okay.
1: does. And the the thing is that he needed to he needed to be told uh, to send his crew into the ship. Uh, Into the city with his ship, and he was gonna like duck off to the side, um, right? With Theocliminus, and that's where he. And he needs to go to Eumaeus's house. Um, Does
0: he? Does he tell? He tells somebody. Is it Theocliminus? Man, that name is tripping us up a little bit. Is it? Is it him that he tells? Like, oh, actually, go stay with the suitor. Yes. Instead, because it's like the safest place to be.
1: Yes, correct. Um, and. This is happening, I think, a little bit after Eumaeus and Odysseus have another chat uh, where uh, Odysseus is threatening to leave. He's like, yo, I'm just going to go beg for money from the suitors. Um, if you need me, I'll, that's where I'll be. Which well, is- he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm the best at like setting plates and making
0: food <laughs> and like all the stuff that rich guys want. From a
1: servant. Yeah, and I love this line um that Eumaeus says. He says, No, why would you think of this? You would be killed if you set foot among that horde of suitors, their aggression reaches the iron sky. I was like, What? That means <laughs> that's so metal. Um so he's like, He don't go there, don't deal with them. And Odysseus is like, Well, one of the worst things that humans can suffer is homelessness. Uh, and Eumaeus is like fine just stay with me it'll be cool <laughs> don't worry check about out it
0: the, check out the beginning of that graph again you got another got another second person for Eumaeus but angrily
1: you said "You Eumaeus oh man Homer you're talking directly to me um, <laughs> and so then we get uh, an interaction where like Eumaeus is kind of doubling down on how much he loves Odysseus and his family he tells his own story Which at this point, I don't know. Like Odysseus asks these questions of Eumaeus, like, where did you come from? What's your deal? I don't know if we are supposed to think that Odysseus didn't know this or if it's just crafty Odysseus, like, being a stranger, getting Eumaeus to open up to, like, feel a tighter bond with him. Yeah, maybe. I don't, it it doesn't really matter either way.
0: Odysseus knows some of the stuff about his mom because he saw his mom's ghost in. Yeah, he does want to know what happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so we get the backstory of Eumaeus, like he lived on this old island, um, his, his parents were tricked by uh, pirates who seduced a, a slave woman who worked for them, and they stole a bunch of money and ran away, Eumaeus went with them, I think, and then Artemis killed the lady and the boat crashed <laughs> or something, <laughs> um, I don't know if the boat crashed, but I they feel... g- Artemis killed the lady who was in charge of this heist uh and then emmaeus was kind of like adrift and laertes like bought him and and took him home
0: so i I feel kind of the same way about this as i did about odysseus's elaborate lie about this character that he's playing in the last book where just like to this point in the odyssey like most books have had a bit where somebody tells a story within the story that's being told Yes, And I think here it feels the most contrived. And so that's why we're kind of commenting upon it. Sure, sure. But it is just part of the convention of of the construction of each book is to have a contemporaneous part and a flashback part. And occasionally you get stuff that's all contemporaneous or all flashback. But it is kind of an established convention to have a mini story to grab onto
1: within the bigger story. Well, and that's yeah, that's episodic storytelling. Maybe Homer I invented what, it. But it's like Maybe Homer invented TV, have you thought about that?
0: Oh yeah, maybe he did. Mm. You got that right.
1: Uh as I'm leafing through Eumaeus' story, I am reminded of one little bit about this that like okay, so this lady was coerced um and we get another like w- women are uh are women malleable women which makes shopping. which makes them dangerous. So in in my father's house there was a woman from Phoenicia, tall and beautiful and skilled in many arts. Those clever Ooh. rascals tricked her. One of them first found her washing clothes beside the ship and lay with her. Sex sways all women's minds, even the best of them.
0: Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> Checks out.
1: And then it goes what? on f- and then it goes on from there where they like they trick her into robbing her bosses and like, well, her owners and then taking her away and, and having this whole thing go bad. So and then Artemis killed her for it. So I guess, you know, women be shopping is, mm-hmm. the, is what Homer's saying.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> an ancient Greek version of women be shopping. Uh, yeah.
1: So then, as we said, Telemachus makes it home. There's this second bird omen um, with the hawk and the dove and i like Talkin the the dove is my favorite old timey bar <laughs> yeah that's good
0: where like i go if i want a man with a beard to shush me while i'm drinking my beer oh i like my, that my
1: unfiltered wheat beer yes i like that um and so we eat each um man from the house of the odyssey uh has had their own bird omen which means they're gonna like do cool stuff in the coming books um, and they're gonna meet up in Eumaeus's house that's coming next which is kind of neat that it's like the king and the prince of Ithaca are gonna like meet under clandestine terms in the hogsmith's house like it's but not
0: that's, that's just how much Homer loves this dude he just wants to put him right in the middle of the story. He
1: does. He wants to put him in the middle of the story, and he he wants to, like, he's taking a little bit of the epic away from our heroes. Like, it's like they got to meet, like, kind of under disguise.
0: I mean, you could, you could read it that way, or you could read it as, like, it's even more epic to have well. these suitors get taken from... That's unawares funny. from such like low lead circumstances like they're they're so hubristic and puffed up on their own suitorness that sure, they don't sure. even see it coming
1: yeah um though i the the eumaeus stuff is like a lot of like building the relationship between odysseus and his his people which i think is very yeah humanizing to him yeah because
0: her- heretofore in in the odyssey when you have learned any common person's name it's usually because like a giant is about to eat them yes, or something. That's <laughs> like, true.
1: Um, we did get that reminder from Athena. It's Eurymachus is, is like the Euremicus, lead. Eurymachus. Eurymachus. He's like the lead suitor, right, that, we, that we're mm-hmm. going to have to deal with. Yep. Um so I appreciated that reminder from her that like okay yeah he's the guy he's the guy.
0: Well and he's and he's going to be I think he's just going to be a proxy for kind of all the suitors yeah, like they're going to move yeah. in a mob but he will speak for them mostly. Like
1: Thespis he will step forward from the chorus and become the first suitor to like really take on the role, you know. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> dummy. Uh you dummy. So yeah that's that, I think those are the books. Like we've got this theme of taking care of people who need shelter we got this theme of bird omens and people telling stories to Odysseus yeah also I guess everyone wants to hang out with Telemachus we never we never see what makes Telemachus so cool but I guess he's a good party boy just that he's there yeah he's just a good party boy (laughs) He's, he's not like the guy you remember from the party but you always remember that you had a good time while he was there
0: well I mean I get like I guess he is this like this child of this great house and people don't want to talk about it but i think it's pretty widely assumed that odysseus must be dead or somebody yeah mu- somebody yeah. would have heard from him that's true now. that's true so maybe it's just like oh you're you are the de facto head of this kingdom now and so you're the one that we deal with
1: yeah yeah and and he's not like a jerk he's not like i'm a jerk prince like pay no. hey, attention to me yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Like he's very pull. He leaves your house at exactly the
1: right pace, <laughs> not too fast, not too slow. Uh, well, that I think will do it for us, Andrew. Next time we will read books sixteen and seventeen, um, and and start uh, start some more time in Ithaca. I think that all you got.
0: That's all I got. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking for quotes cause I because we're gonna end
1: this oh you're looking for a thing to end the the Mm -hmm. episode with Mm -hmm. okay well Mm -hmm. andrew you know what we say every time on stop homer time uh sex sways all women's minds even the best of them (laughs) thanks for listening everybody (laughs) break it down Camera time.